0: To you live from Brown Town. It's your old pals back once more. I'm Evan Kaufman.
1: Who?
2: (laughs) That's Paul Gakowski. Hi, everyone. I'm Wilma Ziada.
3: I'm I'm Katie Hartman.
2: Introducing
3: Uh, Sarah Peel.
0: That's right. And this is God Ween Evan, a Christmas episode. What? Kind of. (laughs) it's almost christmas it's christmas. the end of 2022 and that's right we've all gathered here once more to discuss the band
2: we you know we're calling it a christmas episode but really this is our halloween episode uh, because we all got together uh on november 1st the five of us uh went to go see ween at where was it Beacon Theater. The Beacon Theater. The Beacon Theater. Um, I know it was a pretty sober show for me. Um, don't really, uh, you know, just a typical rocking sober show. Uh, I had a great time. How'd you guys feel about that show?
3: I had a wonderful time. It was really fun. It was so fun to be with you all. It was so fun to be with everybody there. Um, it was only the sec- the first time I've seen Ween with um with the ability to sit down anywhere.
0: <laughs> mm. That's true. Does that has that happened before? Usually, they're a standing-only band, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean they they came up playing, you know, clubs and bars, and then graduated to bigger rooms. But usually, uh, uh, you know, Capitol Theater, where we saw, we saw them all together without Sarah, um, but the rest of us there, uh, when we opened for Ween, some people, yeah. yes. Yeah. Some people um, might
3: say, like that
1: had like seats up top, but right, yeah. The, you know, the beacon, I don't know, Will, you would know this. I have they, I don't know if they'd ever played the beacon theater before.
2: I don't, I don't think the they theater. did. Um,
1: have never, never,
2: yeah, and I've never seen a show there without seats. Like, I don't think they can make the floor open. No, like the Capitol
1: theater, they can pull the floor out, they'll, they'll yeah. take the seats mm-hmm. out. Right. But in fact, um, a
3: little bit of fun trivia for this group and the beacon theater is that one of us has performed at the Beacon Theater.
1: Hmm. Who That's is it? That's true. I know who it is. I'm not, I should recuse myself. I song. don't know. Who's guessing?
2: Uh, it's me. Is it, is, is it me? <laughs> it's Sarah. What, what oh. did you do at the Beacon?
0: Well, see, this makes sense because Sarah's the one who didn't waste years of her life uh, recording a eight. podcast <laughs> called God We Never.
3: Oh, no, she immediately froze. <laughs> yeah, she's
0: she's got to go. She's oh, going say it back again. to no. Sarah.
3: You froze.
4: Say it again. Um, yeah, I was in a production of A Christmas okay. Carol, um, where I had a very small part with a bunch of uh, very minor celebrities.
1: Who was the biggest you minor? Oh, no. No, I know who the biggest celebrity the biggest... was. Who? It was the dude from uh, the Brady Bunch, right? It was the oldest Brady Bunch brother, right? <laughs> Greg Brady? Yes,
4: yeah. it was Greg. Um, yeah, um, Barry Williams. And nice. oh, but the other, the other, the other notable person was uh, Jeff Conaway, who played Kanicki in Greece. Oh Wait, yes, and famously and...
0: addicted to uh, painkillers. Yes, he was yeah. addicted.
4: He had. He appeared then. on Celebrity and, Rehab and, and Jackie. Oh, these
1: Jack are A. minor.
0: Shortly these are minor celebrities. Lady are not minor hardcore.
1: Ladybugs is, uh, Lady is in my top five favorite movies. The Rodney Dangerfield
2: movie? Yeah. Sorry, Jack
1: K. It's Jack right. K and Rodney Dangerfield. And then the yeah, Jack lady. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. Is Jonathan Brent? Jack A played my. Right, he is, Will. Thank you. Sorry.
0: Jack A played your mom?
3: Yeah. Sarah? Uh, Jack A played my mother. Yeah. She played cool. Mrs. Fezziwig. <laughs> Listen, in a Christmas it's... carol, literally anything can happen.
0: So true. She who was, came who out was Scrooge?
5: Would...
3: It was like a local. Upstate actor named
4: Greg. <laughs> I don't remember. Mm, um, oh, here, I'll tell you a very quick story. Very quick. He pulled me aside halfway through rehearsals to say, to let me know that he was in a relationship because so he couldn't. uh I was 22 and this man was like in his 50s. Sarah, year, I let me just,
1: uh, Sarah, before we <laughs> like, go, before go any further, Sarah, I should just I was let like, me. Like,
3: oh, I can see the way.
1: Uh, <laughs> I can see the way you were looking at me during the rehearsals there. I just want to let yeah. you know I'm in a committed relationship. And, listen, is-
3: and Scrooge <laughs> and Mrs. Fezziwig notoriously yeah. have a harried <laughs> past, but in this production, we really have to separate the art from the life.
0: It's true. What's wild is that actor was visited by three pervert ghosts the night before.
4: <laughs> yeah. And we one know- person from HR. <laughs> yeah.
0: We-, we know you're perving on that 22 year old child of Mrs. Fezziwig. What- what was your role? No, I was the daughter of Mrs. Fezziwig. Oh, okay. oh Janine Fezziwig.
2: And- <laughs> yeah, I need Fezziwig. Yes, yes. Daughter
1: of Jack A. Fezziwig. <laughs>
2: correct me. Yeah.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but did they play Jack A. Fezziwig at the Ween show? I wasn't sure if that was on the set list. Was that- <laughs> it was the the night before. It was
2: they played it, it the night before. It was an encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah K- but to, they also K- K- call to it to the
3: Baroque Jam. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what um, did Eva, what did everyone think of the show? Uh, did, you guys, oh. did you guys remember it? I, I well, was this is I was the hard before.
0: hitting journalism that I think we've really been missing since we yeah. haven't been here doing. Uh, you've been doing the daily, correct?
2: Yeah, and it's I on know, cheddar. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. you've had your podcast, it, your Wean podcast on cheddar, which is about the financial yeah. repercussions of going to Ween shows.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, the ups and downs.
2: <laughs>
1: if now I were, to start if, I were to, uh, if I were to have done the intro to this, uh, you did a great job, Cookie Jar. Well, Paul, but you refused
0: to do it. and If I were to do it, I, to do it I would have back. said,
1: welcome to God Weed Evan, the podcast Will Nunziata refuses to let die.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Guys, yeah, it's this podcast is I like have. a vegetable in a coma that Will goes and <laughs> ladles uh, Gerber baby food into its mouth every month.
3: Yeah, but at Christmas he laid hot broth. That's right.
1: Oh, one-
0: God so we never I, I have to come and just sit
2: but with I, it.
1: I'll answer um I can answer I'll answer your question will what I thought about the show. I yeah yeah. for those, for those of you who weren't there uh and and we're not I did, we didn't see in person um cookie jam uh Evan Kaufman was there. I was. And uh and we um I had the best time. I had such a great time. I thought it was one of the most fun ween shows I've ever been a part of. We had great seats. It was the closest I've been at a ween show in a long time Yeah, Um, and in such a big room. And they opened with the mollusk. And um, I immediately, Evan and I were next to each other. The way it worked, the way it kind of shook out that Evan and I were sitting together and then Sarah and Katie were just to our left. And um, for the first few songs, it was just Evan and I, but we could like, then we eventually, moved we all kind of got together. But for the first few songs, like we were just like lock eyes with them and get excited. And but like <laughs> as soon as the Mullocks started, like I couldn't help but think about Evan talking about like you know the the, the musical, uh, the idea of like a diddling mm-hmm. like old man by the sea diddling children, and it all came flooding yeah. back and in the best possible way. I had a I had a, a brogasm holding uh, Evan tight. As it, yeah. As it, as it, yeah.
0: It felt like a real Cassavetes moment between us, Paul. We were two <laughs> men in the prime of our lives in middle age, clutching each other, having an That's experience right. together. And uh yeah. yeah, I think uh I think it was pretty magical. I don't know about any of you, but I've grown a lot in the last few years. And I've Tell gone through it. I've gone through a little bit of a personal transformation. And I feel like this was maybe um the pinnacle you know the climax if you will of my journey as a person and uh i really feel like i did
1: find a little bit of gentleman's relish on my (laughs) jeans the next day
3: (laughs) you just have to like wipe yourself off and then die is that the is that what happens now
0: (laughs) this is my suicide note no (laughs) (laughs) um I think that gentleman's relish ball was probably from one of those guys trying to sell us whippets after the show, correct?
1: Oh, I bought I bought some. Uh <laughs> and it's not it's not whippets if it's from a tank. It's just that's 90s.
0: right. Then that's clear. That's <laughs> well, What do you call it? That's just clean call- living.
1: It's just nitrous. Whippets are, are like the little things that you put in a you know. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. We should the way wait,
4: wait, wait. So Evan. Yeah, Good old-fashioned balloon
3: fun. It's like, yeah.
1: No, you're basically,
3: (laughs) it's just helium. So Evan, you've grown. What does that mean to you? Like, what does that mean in terms of wean?
0: I think I had a real experience at this show where I was like, you know, this is great. I'm with my friends. I'm enjoying this music that has been basically programmed into me like a sleeper cell Uh in which each (laughs) song would hit and I would, my my back would... (laughs) You know, stand erect, and I felt the need to kill Ronald Reagan, but also Manchurian Manchurian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you
1: were but so I, you were so happy every song would start. Happy. It was yeah. like it was. I pulled up the setlist, so it was like the mollusk opener, and then Chocolate Town, which we talked about at which is a great song, obviously. And then to me, the irony, like the I don't want it. Like I remember gazing into your eyes during, like as. Gina was singing, I understand it, but I don't want it. (laughs) Like we had this moment of like, that's how you ultimately felt about Ween. And I I mean, you were, you wanted it that night, but like in general, you under, I think you did come to understand it. And ultimately it's like, okay, I'm not going to be a diehard Ween fan. And that's okay. Like you're not, you know, uh, but you were that night as the night went on, it got, and then we moved over to where Sarah and Katie were. And, um, and and it was just like I, I don't remember, I, all I remember I remember actually a lot of it I remember a lot of that I looked at the set list and it all came like kind of rushing back, and it was as fun as I think it's as much fun as a human can have in a lot of ways is how I felt about it. Sarah, it was your first Ween show. Uh, was, what were your What was your experience?
4: Oh, oh no, I had I had a fantastic time. It was so it was so great, and um, I don't because I was only asked to come
3: like that day. So right. I was like, oh right. Right. Cool. So the, the nice um, thing for everybody who doesn't know is that got the Godwin Evan crew, um, plus you know, uh Paul, Evan, Will, and Mikey got um me tickets to go see Ween for my wedding because mm-hmm. I got married in October. And then that's what my,
0: congratulations, yeah. Mrs. Fezziwig. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then uh my new husband. Um, ha- booked something uh that he uh, had to shoot, which was very nice, but also uh couldn't go to the ween show. And so Sarah Peel jumped on board, said, Did not hesitate, didn't yeah, even hesitate. Did yeah.
2: hesitate. Always, always ready. Yeah. David's to great, get Brown. David's great. And we took an upgrade though, we got <laughs> yeah. there that was it. Was yeah. great. I like, I, I'm so glad fun. that's what I check out. So, what'd you think of the show? Great
4: time. Oh, it was just it was so good. I was because I was like. I felt like somebody like studying before, like cramming beforehand, because like on the way in I was listening to su- to music, like <laughs> to like just wean on Spotify to be like, oh right, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but it was like in person so fun. Like the mm. music sounded great. Um, I feel like the crowd is really, I don't know. I was into the everybody that was there. Like it was a cool crowd. Like chill. I don't know. I, I got a good feeling off of everyone i felt i had so much fun um
1: we had a big I, yankee warlock at the end of our row who was very sweet though oh he my gosh
3: like, right I, and he was he by was himself. he's like too, i too, made right?
1: money for these seats and my girl's around but she's not here and she comes back because my buddy mike who's a big guy came and like hung out for a while and he's like, he's cool, but like, when my old lady comes back, and she never came back, I don't know, I hope yeah, but it all worked out. Like, he was very sweet. Yeah. He was like, You guys are fucking great, you yeah, guys, yeah, he was so you nice, want. you know,
4: yeah, he was so cool. That was the thing is that like, he was the big, tall man that I would maybe be scared of. Uh, he's the one that was Evan like-
1: was scared of in high school. Like, the reason why Evan. <laughs> hates Ween is because of that kid in high school who it was probably just a sweet, sweet boy. Just some skateboard was just like kid. Pan, Pantera and like, you know, like drawing, you know, dicks on the wall or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Loved corn. Yeah. <laughs> with a cat.
3: No, and when if you like looked him, if you like made eye contact with him, he would like at the concert, he would just like light up and he would just get so excited.
0: I did feel yeah. a special connection to my fellow Weenies at this show. <laughs> You know, that's what they're called, correct Well,
2: No, no no one calls them weenies.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, I love that though, actually. I think that's very funny. How have we not said that before?
1: I, I mean, think we have. Evan has done yeah. it before, actually. I don't <laughs> I'm think just I, playing the hits. I, you know, I, um, I I looked at, I remember just kind of, and it was similar to, to when we saw Ween with Evan for the first time at the Capitol Theater, yeah. of like looking over at Sarah's face a, a few times. And just like being in uh, kind of in awe of, because it is a bit of a spectacle. It's loud and it's, they're pros. I mean, they're total pros. They put on Joe and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I I remember just kind of, and I think I was also like so excited. I would like lean over and be like, they wrote this song when they were 13. (laughs) 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 This song's about aliens.
4: It was like, it was just like, Sitting next to the liner notes of the Evan album, <laughs> like yeah. Paul would just be like, they were looking at their fish tank or whatever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and cool. um, yeah. Yeah,
2: it was great. <laughs> I felt like that show every every like everyone in the audience, and maybe this is what's different about other uh, fandoms or other shows. It's like everyone in the audience like truly loves Ween, and they're very happy to be in the same room with them, and like it's just it's a fun experience. They're yeah, they're laid back. Oh God. I love this. Also,
4: band. it was okay. It was the first time ever, and Katie told me that this might be the case, but like where I've ever gone to any kind of event and the the restroom line, like the men's restroom line was longer than the women's. So um, much longer. But also the vibe in the women's room was like like everyone was just very cool. Like it didn't feel shitty. Not that right very no many drama. concerts do, but they can. There like there can be like just crazy women in there. And that was not it was all just people being like, I like your glow in the dark, whatever. You know, yeah.
0: like- Sarah, tell <laughs> us more about why you hate women.
4: Women uh, <laughs> are the worst. They're crazy. I nuts. they I hate sharing a bathroom with them. Um yeah. Men on the other no, hand, it was-
0: the greatest. So good at yeah. the bathroom. definitely not just going into the bathroom and just pissing on the floor straight up not even trying washing our hands with the floor
2: washing their hands
0: um do you guys feel like is it uh, let let me ask a, a question to will and paul and katie are you good at sharing the things that you love with other people in your life? And how does that feel, that moment? Like Paul, what you're describing can go so wrong. You know, like that moment of like looking over, it's like showing to somebody a movie that you love and you're like, are you liking it? Do they like it? And then you look at them and the other person's like, uh, 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 uh. Um, how, how ah, yeah. How do you feel I about mean, that?
1: I, I've had the, that experience for sure. I mean, I, I once like, uh, this is kind of maybe a silly, more trivial, <laughs> example but like one of one of our close friends was like oh I'm like I need new music and like I made her a playlist and she uh, gave me notes on it which I didn't ask for Um, and like she particularly called out like I put a Silver Juice song on which is like my you know my favorite band of all time she like had like really kind of um I thought just uh, really um Basic and un, uninformed, uh, reductive. Yeah, really. Redu- and I was like, and I just was like, oh, I'll never share anything with you ever. I'll never give you anything of my heart ever again because you just don't get it, you know. Um, but for the most, I mean, I I do like to share things that I lo- like. I'm I'm always like I don't know. I like to get fucked up and 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 uh, or not. Or I just like to be it like in experiences with people. And, you know, I'm a big, you know, me, uh, Cookie Jam. I like to get in and cut it up. And, yeah. uh, and like, I hope that people are into it. I feel like they usually are. I um,
3: call you the butcher.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like to cut it up. That's
2: a okay. kill.
1: Um, but, yeah, I don't know. This was, I've, I'm so far on Ween, Ween shows, I am I feel like I'm two for two between you yeah. and the, the looks of ecstasy on you and Sarah Peel's faces. Uh, <laughs> <as they're> respect- <laughs> Was um,
0: man, they were fucking going for it. I felt yeah. it in my, you know, that feeling of like just in your belly. You're like,
4: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, felt yeah. like um also because when I ride roller coasters, I don't really scream. I just kind of like, like, smile, laugh the whole time, and that's what I felt like I did a lot. Or I was just like, ha, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's the look you had on, on your face. You <laughs> had this look that was like, I think there's a photo. I think Katie has a photo. Of, like you were like. Yeah. Like you had yeah. This, this good radio, I know, but like you just, had like, that's this what like, I look like when I ride like, a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Staring it's up, some, like it was kind of hard to understand. Like it's like a yeah, we were like third row, and so you could like look back, you could we like so look close. up like, the Beacon yeah. theater has like this beautiful like Egyptian, like uh, it's uh, um it was I like the go. the
0: ET crossing the moon face, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Amblin Spielberg, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. it's a sense of wonder. That only <laughs> children and extremely high people can catch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. Um, and to answer your question, Evan, I, I mean, yeah, like I love to share things that I love, and um, it depends on what it is and who it is. Mm. There are a few things, like specific, like movies, that I'm just like, or like Simpsons episodes that I'm just like, well, if you haven't watched this, then you don't actually understand who I am
1: yeah. as a
3: person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with music, it's like it's a little bit different. Um, but that's that's okay. Yeah.
2: I kind of wear the things I love on my person like an overpowering cologne.
0: We know. Like if you're if you're
2: in my radius long enough, you're gonna know about Ween, you're gonna know about the Mets, uh, and you're gonna know about just my crocheting, which I'm really proud of.
3: Yeah, I'm really proud and, of yeah, you too.
2: Thank you. Um it's all going to be on display here. It's going to be really nice. Um, yeah.
1: Cookie Jar, you mentioned um, uh, Cassavetes. I did show my friends. I had like, we were super hungover once. I had friends mm-hmm. visiting. We had a big night in Brooklyn. And the next morning we were like hungover. We ordered food and we we're just like laying on the couch. And I put on Husbands, my favorite. My, wow. my two favorite movies are Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Husbands by John Cassavetes. And double feature. It tells you everything you need to know about me as a human being, I think. And I put on Husbands and they were like, Oh, this is awful this is the worst movie why are you showing this to us and i was like yeah and it, that was the one that like i was like oh you don't like this is like this is this is what it's this is it they're like what are yeah. you're this is you're fucked up you're depressed like you know you should talk to someone man maybe. i would
0: love a ferris bueller sequel directed by cassavetes that would be quite something
1: <laughs> maybe nick i guess but not not john yeah, tough. <laughs> that's a tough pull <laughs>
0: True enough. Well, I just want to say thank you guys for sticking with me.
3: Oh, oh. thanks for coming to the show.
2: You know, yeah. you guys thanks you guys being spent, a willing participant.
0: You guys spent a long time sharing something with somebody who was rejecting it over and over and over again, but you stuck with it and here yeah. we are today. And you
3: finally, like, I think it was the kids that broke you down. Really? I think yeah. you might be right.
0: Yeah. You know, I really needed to lose it all before I gained it all back. My? I really
3: yeah. I think that if um I think that if we had asked you to do anything with us, you would have come just to have one. Oh 100 percent You could have been like <laughs> we're we're yeah. going to
0: see this band called Stabbing Evan. They're great. They just <laughs> yeah. they take
3: also these don't knives. tell them your name.
1: Yeah. Stabbing not... Evan. Yeah. It sounds like a bad night it sounds like better than Ezra. Or like Oh
0: hundred they percent they're um, an emo band. We, Everyone
1: in is 14. We did have, like, I think the momentum we had coming off the Katie Hartman wedding. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we yeah, knew that sure. we had gotten know. Katie and David the tickets. Yeah. Will and, and Mikey had gotten tickets. I got tickets. And it was really cookie jam. I could have, I mean, you know, I could have taken anyone. You uh, we, we chose right. Straight, I, and it, it, it was my—it my, wasn't my first thought, but it was my—it was my best thought.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Harry and Megan turned you down, right? Saw yeah. Exactly. Next. Yeah. 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 Well, go to
2: the West Coast shows.
0: I think I appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. You should. No, it worked, I was the best. It one down. of the best choices I've ever made. I—I I couldn't. I can't. can not the joy that I felt standing next to you during that show and then and and then again being able to like see katie and sarah and then joining them because it yeah, was just, just like the best rows of that i mean was it was so wild nice. the amount of room that was down the, uh, towards the front of the beacon i mean i don't think the show did they i don't think they sold out you know um so I that know, night pretty that, close. that night
2: was sold out yeah
1: was it but yeah, yeah I was I thinking mean, that, like maybe yeah. that
3: people who went the night before were burnt out or something yeah. like maybe they just the there was paper.
1: plenty of room the vibe was good and to be able to just like be so close and to share it with uh, really like people that a deep love i mean in a, a, a special kind of love you know and what there I mean? were seats yeah we had seats i didn't sit i didn't yeah, i, didn't, I didn't, didn't sit at all sit. but
2: just to put your coat somewhere yeah mm-hmm. just to put point, your like, shit down yeah yeah
1: it was great mm-hmm. me and
2: mikey were on the other side of the room maybe like six rows back and basically we were just like bumping shoulders the whole time yeah our, our hands touched mm-hmm. in like a passing glance it was cool yeah. And then and then Mikey would all of a sudden be like, I go get drinks. I know 30 people here. And then he'd come back and there'd be like four dudes with him. And he's like, I'm going to get some more drinks. It was great. Yeah. Oh, what it's a joy. Mikey. Took oh. care of me.
0: Isn't it great to have a place to put your coats? And thank you again for listening to Middle Age Music Fan <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. This has been a real pleasure. Um.
2: Let's all have a nice <laughs> glass of low-fat <laughs> milk. <laughs> Eat some fat-free cheese and and call it an evening. Yeah, let's talk about how like si- a melatonin sitting, and gummy.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, sitting is the new
0: smoking, and walking every day is actually pretty good for you.
1: Yeah, if Will, I going. think you're gonna want those good fats, actually. <laughs> <I> oh, <don't know. laughs> <laughs> I, fat. I, fat. I think it's a good thing. Don't worry, packed some cash. It's been disproven over and over again that the snack wells are not the answer. Will <laughs> what about what about egg yolks? Because that's all I eat. Yeah, yeah, yolks are good. Yeah, yolks, yolks are, are good. All <laughs>
2: Yeah. That's a
0: good fat. You
2: want that? Um, well, so so we're gonna intro. I guess what this episode is today. Oh um, yeah, this isn't the what is this episode, episode Will? <laughs> so uh, I did an interview uh, a couple weeks ago with Angie Hart. Do you guys know who Angie Hart is? She's the lead singer of the band Frente. Do you Ooh. guys know Frente? They had a big hit in like uh, Michael 1993.
1: Michael Frente, the lead singer of Spearhead? Nope, not
2: that's, Michael Frente. That's Franti, isn't it?
1: Says you. <laughs> uh,
2: so they're uh, an Australian pop group, and they, they got popular in the States like the summer of 93 with uh, a cover of Bizarre Love Triangle uh, by New Order. And uh, it, they just got really famous real quick. And they uh, recorded a couple of Ween songs. And they recorded a song with Ween called Get Real. Uh, and it came out in 1994. And Great song. Great song. I, I was I was trying, me and this, uh, this uh, artist were communicating through Facebook groups for a year and a half. And then finally, uh, like a month ago, she's like, hey, I'm around for an interview. And we did it. Uh, and she was very sweet. It was 9 a.m. where she was. And it was 5 p.m. where I was uh and uh yeah wow. let's uh working nine to five uh do you guys have any questions that you'd like me to ask Frente, uh, uh angie hart in the interview it's pre-recorded but is there anything that that you guys want me to ask i'll see if i can get it in just ready to learn
3: yeah just really right. just whatever you said i'm sure is perfect well
1: <laughs> yeah i was a wreck <laughs> i was I a wreck. <laughs> mole i'd like her to take a look at actually yeah <laughs> I don't what's know, that but...
3: smell angie hart <laughs>
1: ask her why there's something instead of nothing oh that's a deep uh, one
0: will do Bye. you want to do an official official intro
2: uh yeah so here's uh my interview with angie hart of the band frente
5: Woo-woo.
2: enjoy Wonderful. I am here with Angie Hart of the band Frente, and Angie, thank you so, so much for meeting with me and uh, having this conversation with me today. This is like a real uh, honor and a highlight of a very stressful month for myself.
6: Well, thanks for making the time. We're um, spanning a, a lot of distance and uh, time differences.
2: Yeah, you just woke up. I am about to go to bed, and we are able to kind of make this work out, so thank you. Thank you very much. Um,
6: the end and start of a fuzzy brain.
2: Yeah. Um, so um, if you, if I could have told my 14-year-old self in 1994 that I would be speaking to the Angie Hart of Frente, I would have given my 14-year-old self an aneurysm because when the video for Bizarre Love Triangle Uh, I mean, took over uh, MTV and it took over rock radio. I think it was like a solid six months where all that we saw on TV was your slow motion, short black hair, uh, pixie cut singing in slow motion. It took over everything. And it's such it's like one of these pivotal music like memories for me that like tie into a time and a place. Um, So uh, thank you so much for that.
6: Ah oh, thank you. That's very lovely.
2: Uh, and that song appeared on the album Marvin the album in the us release, right? Was it on the original release?
6: It wasn't. no, it was a b, a b side for a for a us single release actually, and that's how it kind of came to be
2: and and it did really well.
6: Yeah, yeah the um the the A side got a little bit of attention, but the B side really, that's how we became known in America
2: do you remember that moment what was that moment like where where you propelled into you know every you know every you know whatever how how did it happen
6: it was hard working (laughs) That's what happened was great because we turned up in america and all of a sudden we we were working which is wonderful so we were doing the college college circuit and going to radio stations and and we would play an acoustic song every time we went into the radio station and so we were like doing little gigs everywhere we went, and and people were calling in for bizarre love triangle, and it was just we were there while the moment momentum was happening, and That's so awesome. it was pretty exciting.
2: And and how you were how old when when all this was like happening?
6: Um, when it first kicked off in Australia, because uh, we started my first gig, I was well. You have different. Um, uh, liquor laws in America but so I was was underage which was 17 when we did our first show in Australia. Wow. There like when I was about 19 so by the time we got to America I was 21.
2: So you were able to legally drink by the time you finally got to the States?
6: Good timing yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um. Wow what an experience like for a teenager and like a young woman to all of a sudden like Did you just get to see your face? Like, was this your first time in the States?
6: Yeah, my first time overseas. Like, I I went to New Zealand when I was 21 to start with. That was, we toured with the Headless Chickens and I had my 21st birthday in Auckland. And next thing I knew I was in LA and it happened very quickly, yeah.
2: Wow. Uh, And that was the, was it the summer of 94 or 93? Or when was it? mm.
6: Let's see. Yeah, it would have been 93.
2: Yeah, this is mm-hmm. me doing terrible research, by the way. I
6: just had to do some quick math.
2: So next, so yeah, 93. So that makes the 30th anniversary of Marvin the Album. Uh, now, this is a record that I had that I loved. And I loved it because it it was like this very pleasant oasis in a, a sludgy, medley, uh music that I was listening to so I would go from like Alice in Chains to Nirvana to like you know Metallica and then it was like I need a break on Frente Island and just this it's it's because it, the crazy thing is it's not it got thrown in the alt-rock bucket right which was yeah. this all-encompassing bucket of all types of music would you how would you classify yourselves like what genre if you had to pick it would you say Frente is
6: well we like to say pop but i know that in america pop is like like mariah carey or janet jackson like a like our idea of pop is like up songs
2: right <laughs> and even like the the record even like there are some songs that almost uh I mean the one that keeps in my mind now is is, uh kuskalatan. Did I say that right?
6: right, You said it right.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Um it almost sounds like a musical. And when I was listening to it the past couple weeks, it sounds like uh the guy who wrote Hamilton owes you guys a lot of money because it's the same rhythms. It's, it's like the really
6: same comparison. I have not thought of that.
2: <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, it's also um, because the other singer of the song is also singing about revolution and it's like really upbeat and yeah, like snappy. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what all that's all I kept thinking. It's like Lynn manuel Miranda owes you guys money. So the tour, when does the tour start for you?
6: Well, we've had some snags, so, um, oh, God, turn my mail off. That's terrible. We don't want a podcast with mail coming in.
2: Oh, don't worry. I'm on my wife's uh, internet setup here. There's going to be mail buzzes coming through yeah, cool. all the
6: time. Um, yeah, so we hit a snag. We had our anniversary show last week, and as the classic, you know, this is the universal story, I got COVID. and I know oh, my first time in, like, I, I've made it to almost three years COVID-free, and um and we did all this campaigning and planning for our big show. It was sold out, and um yeah, lots of promo, and then that happened.
2: <laughs> so they didn't kind of wheel you out onto the stage in like a little like polystyrene box, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come close I to anyone. Stay within six feet of everyone. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry you got COVID. I'm sorry you're out of the club. I mean, there, there's very few of us left in the I've never gotten COVID club.
6: oh you, you've never had it
2: never had it i i'm oh, allowed that. to go to the meeting next week you're you can't go to the the covid free meeting anymore edgy i'm sorry
6: <laughs> i just just <laughs> scraped out
2: <laughs> um so yeah what a terrible snag i'm sorry is, yeah. are you going to be able to re? So if we, we've yeah.
6: postponed it and we're yeah so we're going to start doing shows again in feb so we've got a few things lined up for then, which is very exciting
2: all right excellent um and uh going through. Um uh, all right, so I did not do nearly enough homework. So I listened to uh both frente albums. Um I would say at least 10 times in the last week and a half. That's and a they're both very good records and also very, very different records. Um why is that? How is that? Um, Shape, Shape sounds like this. And you guys took leaps forward from what I can tell in songwriting In I mean, even the production of it sounds, uh, you know, uh, amazing. Uh, what was the big differences between that album, uh, between Marvin and Shape?
6: Uh, I think we got really jaded in that time. We toured Extensively, so I think we'd been playing as a live band for probably you know three years or more when we made the second album. So we were really cohesive as a band, mm-hmm. and yeah, we had um, we were tired, <laughs> and so we were just like, We're gonna do whatever we worked, which I guess we did in the first record too, we did whatever we wanted. But this was a real, like, I guess we'd um, become quite successful and that seemed slightly repellent at the time. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're going to do the record that we absolutely want to do no matter what, you know, comes with that. And and that's how Shape was born.
2: So uh, I think, I think, are you hearing all these buzz? Yeah. That, <clears throat> these are all, this is all my fault. Sorry, everyone. Right,
6: if it's you, it doesn't matter if
2: it's <laughs> you. It's um. Uh my I think my favorite uh Front Day song is What's Come Over Me uh which is on I think it's the second to last track off of Shape and it just feels like this very um like just grown up and also it's like a rocker and I think I think after all these years I'm like Front Day started dipping their foot into the Alice in Chains pool uh and like the the Oasis and the Islands are starting to mix so uh, it was nice to go on this journey uh, for the past few weeks. And my father-in-law, who's a 70-year-old Indian man, loves, absolutely loves Marvin the Album because he's been in the car with me as I pick up the kids and yeah. drop off the kids. And he's like, this is really, really good. This is very good. Um, so you've you've also made a new fan this week. That's so, <laughs> um, so I know a lot of our listeners are right now going, uh, when are you going to talk about Ween? And uh, let me bring up some ween. Uh, Angie, are you a ween fan?
6: I am a ween fan, yeah.
2: And do you have a favourite ween song?
6: Um, well, it's pretty, you know, I guess a lot of people have this as a, as a favourite song, but um, Piss Up a Rope is a pretty great song. Yeah. And, and in, in Australia, the, the first song that we really came to know was... Um, Pushing up daisies, push the little daisies mm-hmm. and make them come up. Um, so that that was how I was introduced to Ween. Um, <laughs> that, that was, you know. I mean, at, it
2: uh, is the exact same way that I was introduced to Ween. Yeah, okay. But it was via Beavis and Buttheads making fun ah. of Push the Little Daisies. Uh, <laughs> so in the States, they're making fun of Push the Daisies. And in Australia, this song hits and becomes a hit. Um, why, why did this song become a hit in Australia?
6: Yeah, I think we are the country of the underdog, that's for sure. So we, we like things weird and I think, um, yeah, we're loners and I think Ween are loners.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, very much.
6: Like mean, and, and I think we like that idea. Uh, so it was really interesting. So Prente, we, we did some shows together through Australia with, with Ween. We toured together, which is really unlikely. There's a lot of that goes on in Australia where it's like, I don't know how these bands get a bill together, but I know how we got on a bill with Ween because we shared <laughs> management. So that's how that happened. Um, they, I don't know if they're Frente fans. I'm guessing not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they liked us as people and that's okay.
2: <laughs> oh, this, uh, I'm, th- I'm <laughs> thinking I'm, you guys had this whirlwind romance that it was yeah, just every every night you guys were out partying. Um, okay. So so they come off the boat. You have this tour. Uh, how many, do you remember how many weeks the tour was?
6: It wasn't long at all. We did like probably a week of shows I to my memory. And we went into the studio. We wrote a song together, which was hilarious because a dialogue between like, I don't know, that's a weird visual, isn't it? Seeing Wien and Frente in a room together writing a song. And it was weird.
2: <laughs> and that's the song "Get Real." Yeah,
6: that's the one. And
2: that that appears, I believe, as a B-side on "Lonely." And yes. if you have copies of that, Angie, put it up on eBay because Ween fans—they buyin. They,
6: buy
5: in. they
2: <laughs> they've been looking for this CD single. They can't yeah, get yeah. it anywhere. Um, yeah, put them. <laughs> put them up there. You know, make some change. Um, the uh, all right, so uh, that was actually one of my questions. So you guys recorded "Get Real." Is it like uh, an uh, an equal billing of, of writing, or or tell me about that day. Tell me about yeah. that experience.
6: Yeah, it was just one of those trade off, like you know, line for line kind of songwriting situations where we all just sat in a room and kind of made a collage, basically. So it's a you know not an entirely structured song and um we just threw stuff back and forth until we had enough to put a song together (laughs) it's everything with wind is pretty casual (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know it just it fell out and and that was the song and that was fun
2: (laughs) and it's It sounds fun. It sounds uh, in the moment. I mean, there are what I like any weed song that has great gene moments and also like these killer Dean like moments. And that song has them both. And Angie, I know I didn't say this at the top, but I have to say it now. You have one of the most beautiful voices. It just so perfectly cuts through the music and comes right to the front. And it's like, it's like angelic. It's such a, a beautiful voice thank you i i mean i want to thank you for all the work that you put in i want to say thank you to your parents for having the right genes and putting all <laughs> these things together it's uh you know it doesn't happen for everyone and you have just such a lovely voice and i i watched a bunch of your stuff uh through the years like on on youtube and you still got it so like good work you know good work taking care of your instrument it's not easy um uh good work <laughs> <laughs> As my wife gets another home office calendar invite, all right, let me shut that
6: off. Put that in the right file.
2: Oh my god, this is gonna. She's she um she works very very hard, and uh, I work less hard, and that's obvious through what's going on here with all of her emails and me trying to come up with uh, the next question. All right, so you guys are on tour together. You record, uh, get real. And then uh, I saw that on the Marvin uh, 21st anniversary uh, edition that you put out, you had a great cover of I'll Miss You uh, that was on there. Yeah. And do you remember what year you recorded that or during what session or how that came about?
6: So that was, I I believe that it was... Oh. It maybe it wasn't fuzzy memory but I I believe it was at the same time that we did the song get real but it may have been later in America what I do remember is it would have been um, in in 93 93 94 um, that I was extremely hungover, and sometimes that's a wonderful thing when you're recording and sometimes it's not and that day, I think it was a morning. I don't know if any of us did mornings at that time. <laughs> but um, I came in, and and Aaron said he had this song, and it was beautiful. And I I got on the right side of my hangover <laughs> and woke up with the velvet voice. And and mm-hmm. we did this song. It just and so that I believe was the first recording of that song. Didn't come out for a while. And so I, I, he actually had. Um, proposed that I be the singer for that song, which was, was really wonderful at the time. And then and then we didn't do anything with it. And then it came yeah. out later now, you know, you know we've heard it in a few different ways. Uh
2: I was doing yeah, I was doing some of the math early. I'm like, so if this was recorded in ninety three and it didn't show up by Ween until the beautiful girls soundtrack in like nineteen ninety six. So I'm like, right. is this one of these things where they just kind of gave a song to someone? Because they've done that in their career where they're just like here, here's just an amazing song that we wrote. Like, here have it. It's yours now. Um, so that's pretty Yeah, I couldn't good.
6: believe it. It's such a great song, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it, it's it's my actual it's my producer Mikey's favorite ween song. Yeah, fair
6: enough. Yeah.
2: And you do it justice.
6: Ah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: so uh do, 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 do you have a favorite uh ween record?
6: Uh I don't have a favorite ween record.
2: Have you yeah, did you song have you followed them through the years or was was Ween for you like a time and a place kind of band? Uh, did you catch up with them? Like, where's what's your relationship with Ween today?
6: Um, I I don't really have a relationship with Ween today. Um, and I listen to their stuff on and off. Um, so I, I've dipped in and out over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I could be your your dubious. I'd be your um, third and a half member of the of the Ween fan club where you like only have to convince me slightly because i'm i am a fan but i have not been a studious listener
2: i mean um, the podcast was god Ween evan we could definitely make it god Ween heart and we can get you in there it is a big <laughs> weekly commitment uh to to listen to a lot of Ween. Yeah, i can get the weird. band back together we could do it yeah, yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah, so I haven't spoken to either of them for a long time. I think we're we're in good stead. If we saw each other, it would all be lovely, but um, we just haven't crossed paths.
2: Well, hopefully the tour for Marvin can take you to the states in uh 2023, and hopefully yeah. one of those stops along the way could be New Hope, Pennsylvania, and then we could have the Ween fronted reunion that we've wanted uh for all these years. Um, the uh. Tell me the name of uh, the other guy uh, in Frente. I Simon. Like Simon, often. Simon, thank you. Uh, was he a Ween fan? He seems like a very serious musician. And does he does he know how to let loose?
6: He is a very interesting listener, so not much gets in. He's got a very specific um, playlist. Mm-hmm. ABBA is in there, and there's a fair bit of um flamenco music mm-hmm. and some like john barry maybe um and and not much else
2: <laughs> wow yeah well, what was he like in that day in the studio with get real just very quietly shaking his head in the corner
6: he's never quiet um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's an impossibility it was an all-in like it was just so many different personalities and Um, it's like that, you know, when toddlers, like when they're around two years old and they don't actually interact, they parallel play. Uh We did do that on that day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so are you, are you ready to play all, you know, these, are you guys, is the plan to play like the full record front to back?
6: Correct. Yeah. So we do that. And then we, then we bring out some of those, those ones that have turned up later on, like, you know, we might even do a Ween song, who knows? Um, Yeah. Just bring out some bring out some rarities or something that takes our fancy.
2: So, I mean, I don't have the music career you have, but I have, uh, I've been performing comedy for about 20, 20, almost 25 years. And I look back at the stuff that I was making and the videos I was making when I was, you know, 20 years old. And some of them, I love them. Like, like it's my beautiful child and there's nothing wrong with it and some of it is the most embarrassing like i uh, like these these little things that i love then that i just don't love anymore because i'm not that person anymore I've, I've i've grown and you don't have to yeah. name names but do you have you must have these songs like in your catalog that you're like i don't like this i love this uh d- well do oh, you have that
6: yeah everybody has well i can't speak for everyone i think everybody has that but i definitely do that um, I'm 50 years old now and I look back at my catalogue and I've become fonder of things because I'm much more forgiving and I can see my influences or what I was going through at the time. I can right. listen to songs I didn't like and go and see the value in them now and go, oh, that actually, we're on something there. And and just that that spirit, which is something that's much harder to capture when you get older. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm envious of my younger self for having that, that hood spa to go out there and just like dare to do some of those things.
2: Um, what was the best uh, concert you've ever seen?
6: Well, just throw that at me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go with what, what I believe is my first concert that I went to uh, on my own. I We had these um, underage discos here when we were young. So, so they were like for under 18 and some of them would put on live acts. So they would have bands come and play like at these discos every now and then. And I don't know if you know a band called the punters and dockers. Does no. that ring a bell with you? So I'll spell it for you because in my accent, it's probably not quite right. Punters Hunter. and dockers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would like them. They're very cool. And so they're kind of a, um, like a, a, for want of a better term, like a, a, a workers' rights punk band. I don't oh, know. Right. I was, yeah, they're like political, but they're really kind of yeah, great. They they get all their gear off on stage and, and play nude sometimes and for, you know, a 14 year old at an underage dis- disco seeing these guys get up and the, the crowd rushed the stage and I literally like my feet were not touching the ground by a couple of inches, which was a totally new experience for me and I was
2: sold. Yeah. That'll do it yeah <laughs> Just naked punk rockers on stage and being, <laughs> yeah. being literally lifted off your feet. that would I mean, that would do it for me. Um, so I mean, so here's a question and me and my producer were talking about this uh, right before you came on, is, you know, Australia has a great history of rock and roll. and it seems like even to this day, Australia is putting out like consistently good rock and roll where in the States, it seems that it's not, there's still great bands and great bands coming out, but it's not, I guess the forefront uh, there. So, I mean, I just was going down to quick list ACDC, NXS, Midnight Oil, Silverchair, Tame Impala, the Vines. And then this year you have like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard that are tearing up the states and uh i love camp cope and camp cope is like one of my yeah. favorite like oh, rock bands. it's
6: cool that you like them yeah yeah i saw them at Apple and the sniffers
2: uh they they i well didn't know they were australian thank you i'm adding them to the list ah, yeah. um, but yeah, they like
6: um, tropical fuck storm as well
2: tropical fuck storm
6: yeah tfs they're oh
2: like them. all right i'm going right onto spotify tropical fuckstorm that's the best um is is rock and roll uh at the forefront of um you know like kind of australian music still is it
6: yeah, yeah. i think so i think it's culturally one of the things that as, as, like a lot of the bands that you just named it's something that we we built our music industry on and bands like Frente have always been the salmon swimming upstream or like swimming <laughs> downstream when everyone else is going upstream or whatever you'd like to say. Like we we have never fit with the with the uh, status quo. There it is a big rock culture and and we do have what we call a pub culture. So there's a lot of that kind of those venues where rock music really fits and um and there are some amazing rock bands here.
2: Yeah, and I don't even want to get into the actors that you guys are putting out because. It's just its just not even fair. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, all right. On um, one of your solo records, uh, you put out a song and it really hit me in the feelings. And I didn't know if the song was talking, uh, like talking at me or is it about me. And the song is called Funny Guy. And I want to know what is the song uh, Funny Guy about? Who is it about? Today's the day. Name the names. I want to know the details of what that song's all about.
6: I I, I write about this guy a lot, actually. So, yeah, this is somebody in my life um, who is hard to read Mm -hmm. and who I love. (laughs) Um, it's it's evolved over time, but yeah, that's interesting that you would pick that song. I, I, I don't um, delve into. That. I I put that out and then just let it go into the ether because I, I I won't talk about that person too much. <laughs> they're they're in my life.
2: Fair enough.
6: <laughs> it's you though, Will. I'm not talking about you.
2: Oh, uh, I knew you weren't <laughs> talking about me, but it's it's always like, you know, I have I have dated and I am married, uh, you know, to the woman who has said some of those lines to me that (laughs) funny guy and uh, yeah so it was very it was very very relatable um uh angie what is uh we can kind of wrap it up with this angie what is after this 30th anniversary uh tour is done what's next
6: i'm actually finishing my third solo album at the moment so that's what's happening excited about that i've finished recording it and i'm in the process of mixing it at the moment so were
2: you were you able to uh i wasn't unable to work or create anything during the pandemic uh, i just found myself at a real kind of drain and i know it was the pandemic was different uh there than it was i was in new york city and it was a bizarre situation um were you able to kind of write during that time
6: strangely like I thought that I wasn't we all know that it was a horrible time Um, so I'm in Victoria which is Melbourne Melbourne Victoria which we were different to most of the other states in Australia we had the longest lockdown we held the record for the longest lockdown in the world for a while which I know that other places have surpassed that now but we we did lockdown pretty hardcore and I have a seven year old and so I was homeschooling a lot of the time which was hilarious, but yeah. <laughs> not. Um, yeah. So that that took up almost, you know, twenty four seven parenting, and and twenty four seven marriaging was also really fun.
2: <laughs> Angie, I'm in the same. I have a I have a six year old, and yeah, you know, and we made we made a new one during the pandemic, and he's now almost two years old. So and, you're so <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. I did have one. Uh, Night where I created a lot of great comedy, <laughs> so that did That did feel good, um, and uh, yeah, it's, but it it is the idea of twenty four hour parenting and twenty four hour marrying. Like it was it, that's such a great way to phrase it, because I didn't get the the break that going to a day job would allow me. Yeah. I didn't get the break that doing like chores would allow me like go out to do shopping you don't get these moments to yourself it's just you and your partner face to face trying to breathe the same air um
5: done.
2: yeah thank you and well done to you uh i can't wait to hear this record uh angie thank you so much for uh talking with me today and so as we agreed to before you're going to play a version of piss up a rope for for everyone <laughs> uh,
6: yeah. That's right. We <laughs> do agree on that. But I've got to go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh Angie, kidding. Thank you uh, so, so much for hanging out today. Uh, I look forward to uh hearing the new music and uh send me that version of Stay Forever. I can't wait to hear it. Great. Thanks, Will. Thank you so much.
5: Couldn't tell you so many things about how much I really love you, about how much you really mean. So far away. If you do, I wanna stay forever and I wanna know do you feel the same way? Cause if you do, I wanna That surround you. Some so bright I can hardly see.